0: Welcome
1: to the coach's meeting. That's the coach. What's I'm up? I'm Grant Cohn. What's up? Uh, the title of the show is Who Will Be the Niners Starting Quarterback Week One. Like the concept is, if you had, if you could go to Vegas and bet on it, and I bet you could. Who would you put your money on, and why? We'll get to that. We're going to mm-hmm. also talk about the Super Bowl, what it would look like if the Niners were in it. Um, why Niners fans and their and the team seem to freaking hate the Eagles so much. But start, I think we need to start with closure. The Niners still haven't found it. They're on Super Bowl media row right now talking about how this was stolen from them and how much it hurts and how they can't get over it. Understand it. Very emotional. Let's talk about closure, Coach. Well,
0: yeah, it's important. Um, each year from year to year, uh, I know we have the same players, but it, it, it is a different team from year to year. And it's important to do that because you need a new ethos, you need a new mindset. And it's also a fresh start. Yes, a fresh start. It's also important for competition. And um, I've uh, had a very, very small coaching career, but I've been blessed to be around some very prominent mentors. And uh, I've had some notes that mentors have passed along to me about closing out a season the right way in um as a coach and just a couple of steps. There's like five of them that you you just they're important to kind of look at from a coaching perspective. Um one is not looking to justify. Um you don't have to sit here and justify what happened. Uh you're not uh you're not uh looking at the defeat. The defeat was valid. You have to validate the defeat and yeah. also you're not looking to val- you're not looking to justify because you're more focused on answers. All right? You're not questioning the test. The test right. happened, okay? Yeah, you took it. Because um, real quick,
1: what the Niners are saying is essentially this was not a legit loss. They didn't get the chance to compete. And what, it, as long as they feel that way, they'll never find closure from this loss.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And with that, I think uh, step two is you just have to be ready to take responsibility um, for the entire thing um, yep. from the very first play of the game to the last play of the game, okay? Yep. Um, once the kickoff happens, the Eagles started playing football, so did we. Okay, mm-hmm. and you also have to be ready not only to take responsibility for the whole thing, but you need to take responsibility for your role. Um, in the whole thing, what was your role? How, wh- wh- what did you do? And if you're not ready to do that, then you're not ready to examine the entire situation. Um, right, because right now they're at
1: unfortunate circumstances, happened it's really too bad.
0: That's yeah, where they're at, they're not really examining the entire situation. No. Um and also moving on is you can't be resentful. Uh you can't blame anybody. Um yeah. it's 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 no one's fault. The game right. happened. Somebody had to lose, right? Right. So being resentful and trying to blame refs or I, I did it. You know, right. trying to uh place a little bit of the, the shame on somebody else. No, you gotta stand tall. You got to put your yeah. feet on the carpet and you gotta own it. Um, and also owning it brings into the next step is that you can, you have to stop blaming yourself. Yeah, um, You yeah. know, um, self-forgiveness allows you to get to the bottom of what failed with your role adequately included. Yeah. Um, you're not perfect. And if yeah. you're blaming yourself and if you won't, if you think you're too perfect, then you'll never look at yourself in a sober way on right. what did you do? Um, yeah. um, and then, uh, last the last thing um really is you know closure is a process it's not something that just happens um just like healing and uh the last step is you're ready to hear things that you may not want to hear um and you're ready to have somebody talk to you and say some things that may touch an open wound but like the eagles may have been better than you or what are you going to do to protect your quarterbacks moving forward there you go um You were somewhat
1: complicit. It wasn't just bad luck. It was two quarterbacks. And then it was four in the season. What can you do? Yes.
0: And that's very important. Um, You you, got to be ready to hear some things that you don't want to hear. And if if you're not ready to do that, then you're not ready to close. And and what you're going to do is you're going to be holding on to old baggage. And I just kind of have a little bit of like a funny stat. A funny stat. Um, After our Super Bowl loss, we had a party right which is which is you know notably talked about correct um it's unusual i've never heard of it well i got something for you grant okay Okay. um there's only one team that i know of that um kind of mimics our track and that's the bills even though they went to four super bowls in a row sure and notably enough the bills after they lost 20 to 19 to the giants they had a parade in niagara square no way a parade yeah they had a parade for what exactly um and they they cheered on the kicker that missed who missed right who missed the kick and it's i I mean i'm not here to have a spiritual seance but that was talked about around the league at the time yeah um i went back and did some reading around and poking around and yeah um it's it's there's something to be said about like you want to pick up your guys. It was emotional. But
1: at the same time, you just rewarded failure. Uh, you celebrated failure.
0: Twenty five thousand people showed up to that parade. Oh, yep. Yeah. You know, so it's I, I'm not here to I'm not here to, you know, shit on us. But at the same time, it's important for us to take our medicine, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to take our medicine.
1: Because here's the thing. The thing with closure, why it's important. The whole thing with sports is moving on. You you want to learn your lesson and take learn from your losses, but you can't dwell on them. You got to move on and and focus on next season. Because if you learn from this loss and let it fuel you, you it could be exactly what you need to to get over the hump and win the Super Bowl next season. But if you're stuck in the wow, I can't believe that happened. What happened? Oh, it was bad luck. Nothing we could have done differently. Right. Then you're stuck in the past. Exactly. You're on on studio. You're gonna be on Super Bowl Row next year talking about this, man. If only that 2022 season. Man, that 2020 that was it. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It, it really wasn't.
0: wasn't. It, it wasn't and, it. And we just need to we need to really own this, you know, just own it, man. I mean, like I, I think I'm I'm taking a line from you Grant, but Brock Purdy didn't get hurt in the parking lot. Right. Okay? Yeah. He did
1: it. Neither did right? Josh and, Johnson.
0: Um and also if we it, um I watched I watched the Hassan Reddick interview where he actually talked about the play play. um, where he uh, injured Brock. And he said he gave the offense credit. He said, yeah, well, usually the play was ran out of play action, which is supposed to get me to shoot up faster. So the play, really, he was coming to block somebody that was supposed to be running upfield. But we had already schemed up the play action that they were going to do. And I ran past the fake and went straight yeah. to the quarterback. Yeah. So even if you want to give the play credit where Brock should have stepped up, you got to give the Eagles credit for scouting us. Yeah. They scouted yeah. us up, man. You got to yeah. own that. Yep. You know, so it, I true. just, you know, um, it, it's unfortunate the way it happened. You know, we went down on our sword. You know, nobody. It's one was, game. You could beat them next year. You're going to face them
1: next year on the same field. Move on. Yeah, Give them the respect. closure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Closure is one of those things where it 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 sucks, but it could be quick if you just yeah. do it. But if yeah. you don't, it can linger, man, yeah. and it and it can it can show itself in a lot of different ways.
1: And it's a uh, it's it's a sign of maturity, you know. As you get older, it's something you it's you value and you understand because uh, you know you need, you need it. it. Yeah, when you're 24, you don't know about it, and you're like, nah, man, we should have won. We should have won. Nope, that's not the way to think about it. That's you not the way it. to win. Yeah. You need it. Voice ad agency says, can't blame them for not owning it. Coach does not. It's true, man. It's tough to own it when your own coach sets the tone there, right? How are you supposed mm-hmm. to talk when the coach, I mean, that's a good point. Gammon Brown says, the coach, what's up, fam? You, me, and Grant got to get a burger together sometime. You are knocking it out the park. Like, 3,000 miles apart. <laughs> Gammon, I don't know where you are but so, we one day <laughs> Gammon is my us, man though me and
0: Gammon have rapped on the phone before Gammon's oh, my cool. guy
1: Gammon's yeah. the guy alright, let's, let's for fun let's indulge the 49ers
0: and yeah, go to let's Bizarro go world. Wor-
1: let's indulge the Niners and go to Bizarro World where B- Brock Purdy's healthy and they beat the Eagles and it was amazing how would things be shaping up in the Super Bowl
0: against the Chiefs? how would this matchup look to you? first of all the intensity would be at full froth. Like the way they beat us earlier yeah. in the year, with coupled with the history that we have already, how they talked about us after they beat our asses in the beginning of the year. Yeah. This would be the ultimate brass nut dragon affair, honestly. Um, I'm I feel like uh, the rhetoric about Brock would be at an all time high, especially beating a team like the Eagles. Um, and for good reason because defensively, I think the Eagles are better than the Chiefs. Um, yeah, so too. yeah, so for Brock to have come out of um, an Eagles game where they saw us coming right at their mm-hmm. house, um, mm-hmm. the confidence in what Brock could do would be at an all time high, even if he did have manageable numbers, right? Like, even if his numbers weren't even anything to pop out about, you know, I mean, case in point, we're still looking for Jalen Hurst to have a big game and he had mediocre numbers against us. Yeah, Right. So I think that defensively this game will be all about the secondary. It would be about our secondary against Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I believe that for what we did, I mean, it, it, even in the loss to the Eagles, I was pleased with what we did in the air. I mean, our mm. secondary. I was very pleased about yeah, it. Yeah, they gave up I 120 ready. yards to the air, yeah. Yeah, and not only just the the, the yards that they gave up, but the, the long passes defended, which is like a specific issue that we have, Then they did so well. So I think that we will be coming in with confidence through the roof, as would I. Um, and I think that what, what really hurts this team is that, I feel like if you get them behind closed doors, the guys will say, We knew we had to beat the Eagles, but the Chiefs are who we really wanted to see. Right. And and this will be yeah. a game. This will be a game where it would be for the destiny of it all. You know, I feel like, I mean, you've mentioned it before. Uh Andy Reid got one off uh Kyle. Yeah. Um and I, yeah. yeah, and I feel like he will want one back. Um running the ball. Running the ball, I don't think that they'd be able to handle us on the ground running the ball. Um, I think being able to come in with CMC, um, I will believe by this time, Elijah Mitchell will be healthy um, by this yeah. time coming around. Yeah. Um, EJ will be healthy. Jordan Mason will be healthy. And I think that we will be really ready to just continue business that we left off in 2019 because we – go ahead. Well, I think what's so uh, – uh, Upsetting
1: for the Niners here is that Chiefs look kind of vulnerable to me. And everyone's picking the Chiefs to win this game. But to me, like you got they Mahomes. Look gettable. On, dude, they got Mahomes on one leg. Okay. He's still great. Still great. But Mahomes on one leg, which is better than Mahomes on two. And then no Tyreek. And no Nicole Hardman. Hardman scold, scored three touchdowns on the Niners when they faced three. I, they they were totally unprepared for how the, the Chiefs. He's hurt. gone. Juju's hurt. So there, I mean, Pacheco's good, but the Niners faced him. Like this is a great time to face the Chiefs, which is why I'm picking the Eagles to win this game. It's a great time to face the Chiefs. I felt like the NFC Championship game was the Super Bowl, and yeah. uh, the Niners really could have beaten too. the Chiefs. They could have beaten the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, they could. I feel yeah. like I feel that way too. That's why. Yeah. That's why we discussed this topic earlier on Grant is that. This would be the game where I feel like we we would have them flat-footed. This would be the game where we would really want to see them. Patrick Mahomes is not as mobile as he would be. Um, they don't just have- bracket Kelsey. What,
1: what what do they do? Oh, you just throw to Jarek McKinnon. All right, okay, we'll live with that. I can live with that. We know Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, he's not going to beat the Jerick Niners McKinnon. in the Super Bowl. Right. Although he did have a nice play against the Niners this season. But I'm just saying, it, nice if if you season. take out Kelsey, which I think you can, if heart if all these wide receivers are hurt. Mm -hmm. then it just comes down to the two running backs like I
0: don't know man good luck yeah I think that I think that we would do I think we would do phenomenal against them they're 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 a good matchup for us especially for where they stand now as far as health is concerned they're a really good matchup for us um I I would love I would love for it for it to have been us um uh I mean how do
1: you you get the Niners You, you extend some time throw the ball down the field well is Mahomes could he do that against the Niners in the Super Bowl? Does he have the guy to get it down? I don't know. I, I might even I p- have picked the Niners if they had been in this matchup. But they, I would took the
0: Niners. If we had faced the, first, the yeah. Chiefs, I would have took the Niners all day with Brock Purdy. I would have took the I would have took the Niners. Um, I think
1: so. I think you could argue it. And it, look, I'm picking the. I, I just don't think the Chiefs are a great team. Great quarterback, great coach, great tight end,
0: great D tackle. That's their team. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What do, you, what do you say to Jalen Hurts' performance in the Super Bowl? Because I feel like he did okay against us, but... NFC he, Championship? He, yeah. yeah, in the NFC Championship game. I feel like yeah. he did okay against us, but I feel like he's still a little hurt. Um, he, yeah, he,
1: he threw for 120. He didn't do a whole lot. Basically, what he did was he didn't do what Dak did, and I appreciate that. He didn't just give the game away. I don't know what the hell Dak was doing. Uh he's oh, he didn't. He didn't lose the game, but yeah, I mean, he didn't look like an MVP candidate to me in that game. He was going against a really good defense, though. Yeah, but still.
0: you're I right. Just, he doesn't um, look 100 percent healthy. He doesn't. And I think that the I think that he he's so solid across the board. Not to get off topic, but he's so solid yeah. across the board. But there's such a huge drop off in how he executes that offense when he is under pressure, yeah. and that's what the Chiefs do. They get the quarterback. That, that's that's true. You know, so I mean, they got a great old
1: line, but Chris. I, I want to say something controversial. I feel like what's his name, Chris Jump, jo- wasn't it? Chris Jones. Why am I not honest? Yeah, Chris mm-hmm. Jones. I think he might be. I think he might be better than Aaron Donald. He's so big. He's such a load. He's he's so hard to block. Now Aaron Donald's really quick and he's hard to block too. But they're like on different
0: ends of the spectrum. The guy is I'll so say dominant. This, Aaron Donald picks his spots. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Aaron Donald picks his spots. He doesn't. He's not Chris Aaron Jones Donald t- every yeah. down.
1: No, you know what I'm saying. And Chris like, Jones is that big and that strong every down. He just. He's imposing, yeah, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, I
0: definitely. But anyway, say that.
1: we got the Niners winning the Super Bowl in Bizarro world. It's too
0: bad they didn't make it. Yeah, I got the Niners. I, I got a dominant performance because we would slow the ball down and really play them. Even in the game that we played them before, we were we were doing okay in the beginning of the game. What what really hurt us was I kind of feel like they did what the Niners did a little bit better than us. They got to the outside really quick with Nicole yeah. with Nicole Harmon yeah. um, and. Once they started getting outside and got us going east and west, and the tongue started wagging, with yeah. and the fact that we were so hurt. Um, they were also jet
1: lagged. It was their first game off that uh, West Virginia east trip. Coast they trip. always play play bad off that
0: 11-day East Coast trip because you're exhausted. Yeah. So there was and that we too. do know. They were hurt, the, too. One undeniable kryptonite of this defense is keeping them on the field too long. Yep. Um, For the style of defense that we play, we can't be on the field too long. We can't. Yeah.
1: Also, you got to run right at, you got to make Nick Bosa run defender and you got to run right at him. And the only guy who's ever really been able to do that successfully is Andy Reid. He can do it. He's the only guy who can do it. Yeah. But he, he makes, he all, at times he makes Nick Bosa look like a liability on the field, which
0: is crazy. I mean, he's that good. Well, he keeps him off balance. He chips him. He he runs right at him. He he does a lot. He stock blocks. He crackbacks on him. He, and there's so much misdirection. He's got like Nick
1: Bosa's head spinning because Nick Bosa wants to just blinders on go. And he's like, "Well,
0: where's the ball? Where's the ball? Like, yeah, it's coming at you. Yeah, it's coming yeah. at you." Andy Andy's, Andy's yeah. really good. I mean, I will say this about Andy is that Andy Reid, in my opinion, has a Hall of Fame level screen game package. Like, oh my God, his, it's Bill his, Walsh level. It's it's Mike Holmgren level. It's it, yes, yes. His screen game package on from every position on every level of the field is it's unreal. Yeah. But. To me, he's so in love with it
1: because it's so beautiful. It's like his baby that he's never committed enough to running the ball because he's like, well, those are extended handoffs. Yeah, but you're not imposing your will on a screen pass. And I know maybe that's not a big thing in the West Coast offense, but sometimes you want I feel like to beat, for them to beat Philly, you got to run the ball. You can't let Philly's D-line tee off on you. And I guess screens will help that too, but you got to be committed to Isaiah Pacheco running the ball for them
0: to win this game. Well, I, I don't think know if they are. I don't think he's a full load back, so TBD, okay. right? And then, well, they got and,
1: and, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming
0: back, and they got Jet.
1: <laughs> right. Sorry, Jerry. <Jared>. Right. <laughs> you would understand why Niner fans and, and journalists would be like, "Wow, he's still playing. Good for you, though." Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was shocked at his reemergence, but he's yeah. he's found a role. Hey, one more thing: the fact that he could reemerge again makes you look at the Niners' training staff and Kinlaw being like. Does Killian mm. just need to leave? Does Killian just need to leave? Because, I mean, the Niners have had an issue with certain players. I can't, we can't get you back. And then they go and they're like, oh, actually, I guess I just
0: needed to change the scenery. It's something to think about, Javon, if you're out well, there. Well, I will say this, because you know I love, you know, stepping on your tail. Um, yeah. He's not being used the way we were going to use him anyway, um, Jarek McKinney. McKinney's, he's a, oh, yeah. He's essentially he's a, a third down back. back. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. I just
1: want to use him like he was McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, they he's did. not doing what we was asking nah. him to do. He's he's getting gentlemen's reps.
1: <laughs> uh Bubba says the Niners had a four star had four star head coaches in twenty nineteen and didn't get it done against K C, so I'd take them again. Is he talking about on their team? I guess they had yeah, they had Kyle, McDaniel, D'Amico Salah. Sala. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't even
0: thought of that. I mean, for, coaches coaches notwithstanding I still take us due to what that team is now versus what we would be seeing them. I, I still take us. I just feel like the team that that Patrick Mahomes won with
1: over the Niners, that team is so much better than the team he's got right now.
0: That, that team, it's is not, not even close. close. Not
1: even close. I mean, yeah. I and it's almost close. he making like four million dollars
0: that season. I mean, he was on his rookie deal. What nothing. sucks? What sucks about the league? And this kind—this was the point that I was not going to say about Andy Reid, but it's kind of bringing it up now. Is that you're right? That Chiefs team in 2019 was far better than the team that they have now. Not even close, right? yeah. But then at the same time, you have to think about a a coach like Andy Reid, who's, God bless him, he's a Hall of Fame coach, but he's coached forever, right? Yeah. And he's been known to be stubborn in how he goes about the game, right? And he finally got one. Is the league diluting due to the fact that it's just so much passing and we're not dedicated to running the ball as much that, Andy, the floor lowered, and Andy just got one. You know what maybe, I'm saying? Because maybe the, the the league evolved in his direction and his like lack of commitment to being
1: his finesse style of football like stopped hurting because everyone's finesse now. Exactly. Everyone and runs outside like, zone, and yeah,
0: he's like yeah. the goat now. Of, of and it's kind of like finesse football. League. Yeah, yeah. But back yeah. when we, back when it was three yards in a cloud of dust, he was looked at as like Andy, get a running back.
1: Andy, hey, but hey, back. but what's funny is he's going up against his old team, which has. A, a good running back and a and a quarterback who's a running back too, and they run the hell out of the ball. So it's interesting. I mean, this is really going to be karma. A, the yeah, football gods are funny. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Uh, well, no, hold on. We're gonna come back to you. We're gonna come back to you. We're gonna go to the next topic, though. Uh, okay. So this is this is so interesting to me. Usually in football, it's not like boxing or the UFC. You just say nice things about your opponent. You say, man, they're underrated. They they fly around. They're well-coached. They're talented. I mean, they just do everything great. And the Niners do that. Everyone does it. The Niners did that with the Cowboys. They did it with all their opponents, but not the Eagles. When asked about the Eagles in the lead-up to the game, they were all like, (sighs) they knew. We'll see. We'll see. You know, they're great on paper, but we'll see, which was not how the Eagles talked about the Niners. It's not how the Niners talked about any other team. Now they lost. And still, it's like, ah, you know, I just don't don't know about the Eagles. I think that she— why can the Niners not give the Eagles their do and their fan what is it
0: about the Eagles that triggers Niners and their fan base so much? Because, because I don't think the Eagles are bothered by the Niners, and I think the Niners feel it. Um yeah. we get a little bit of a kick out of kind of being the pretty girl in the room. Um yeah. everybody sees yeah. us coming. Uh yeah. they respect every all phases of our team from the front mm-hmm. office to the head coaching to the staff to the players. Um and it's just mm-hmm. You know, we're, 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 uh, we're thorough, we're a thoroughbred franchise. And yeah. sometimes. But, but also insecure because you don't have the hardware to back it up. You haven't been exactly, wiped out yet. Exactly. And the Eagles, they got a recent one, you know, and, yep. you know, I think Cat Williams said a 300 looked good. It looked like a phantom until a phantom like, roll up. That's right. You know what I'm that's saying? Right. That's so, right. That's right. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's a little bit of insecurity flat out. Let's just say what it is. Um, yeah. because, um. When you when you respect somebody that does what you do, you have no problem being gracious to them. What right. what's crazy about it is is that uh after the game, I watched Darius Slay and I watched uh Kelsey and all of the guys talk about it, and they were I mean, of course you won, but they were very gracious to the nine you know yeah. they were great team, great team, not only great team, but specific, pointing out plays and players, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um really laying not even laying it on thick, but just being fans of the game. And yeah. one of the things that um I I I wish I would see a little bit more is the guys are just a little too cool for school. They're on a pedestal. Like lighten yeah. up, man. Like we yeah. understand you lost, we understand you're good, but yeah. be a fan. Be a yeah. part of the game, bro. You guys yeah. are not in the show anymore. You don't have to show up like, you know, it doesn't take anything away from you to it to doesn't. You it know, takes something away from you to say they're not that good. To me, what you do
1: is, man, the Eagles are the truth. K- Kansas City's going to see what that's – that's a great team. That's what you say because it, anybody, it, it takes this thing away from your loss. You lost yes, to a great
0: team, not a fraudulent team. What? Yes. It, yeah. And to anybody listening to that who really is paying attention, if you come off that way, that would that would get them behind you more. Like, yo, the Niners are cooking up some shit, bro. Like, yeah. They, yeah. they 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 flush that loss. They are, there's no remnants of it. You could tell that like they took it and like they're really they're really yeah. looking at themselves. But yeah. I feel that's the like, team you don't want to face next year. That's the team exactly. that's got their head on straight. And yeah, and yep. I feel like I feel like when you see our players talk about it, like they're wearing it. Like even even I, this is one of the greatest guys on the team, man. Like. Even Christian McCaffrey, he was like, I want them both to lose. Like, grow up. Grow up. I know you're being, know you're yeah. being funny, but like, yeah. you know, just pick the winner, bro. Like, come on. Like, it's we understand that you got the way you guys lost, and it's a and it's a painful. blow to the ego. It's
1: painful. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: It's a blow to the ego. But it's like, bro, if you there's there's so many bad things that can happen on the other side of this if you don't let it go. Yep. You know? And
1: it can get you know, worse. You face this team again. Next season in Philly. It could get worse. Come on. Wipe your hand across your mouth. Get up and move on. Own it. Move on. Own it. Eagles are good. It's you yeah. and them. It's you and them. That was They're the Super phenomenal. Bowl. It should have been a better game. It should have been yeah. a better game. But frankly, you didn't respect them like you should have. You still don't. It's on you.
0: Next time right. you will, right? You will.
1: Yeah. Next time. We yeah. got to
0: show some class. And that, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we got 40. You know, the Niners are... Um, we're a cornerstone franchise. You know, we're suppo- we're one of the 13 colonies, if you will, um, of yeah. the NFL. Hell you yeah. Know? And, you know, if you want to think about it, the Niners are basically the East Coast representation of football in the West Coast. They're tough. Mm. They're gritty. Mm. They run the ball. And yeah. there's not a lot of West – it was the Seahawks for a little bit. But the Niners yeah. are the team that had the bedrock of that style of football. That's true. And with that, when you take a loss – have some class. All
1: right. But Come so that's out. another thing though. The Eagles have sort of replaced the Seahawks as that other physical NFC team. I mean, they out the Niners this year. Yeah. They they did with Jalen Hurts what the Niners wanted to do with Trey Lance. I mean, frankly, right. they're a year ahead of what the Niners are doing. And these are the two teams that you would build that you would model after if you
0: don't have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen.
1: And and you it's don't good have. To have them. Yeah. It's good yeah. to
0: have them there. It makes yeah. the league, you know, it's like, what yes. are we doing all of this for? You want to play somebody that's as good as you, right? So, um, it, yeah, it, build it, up this rivalry. This this should be like Niners Cowboys
1: from 35 years ago. I would, I would ago. embrace
0: this. I would embrace yeah. this. I agree yeah. with you. I
1: yeah. think yeah. we need to. All right. Uh, Surs11 says three things Montana, please shut up. Edelman was right about Jimmy, and this is Trey's team. Yeah, yeah, Edelman was right about Jimmy, but at the same time, I would have done the same thing this time. If you if you were Jimmy's agent, if you were Jimmy, would you have done anything differently than what he did? No, it's business. No. Even though it's you business. want to act like it's not, it is. It's business. And if the Niners wanted to play, then there's business. That, you know, it's there's The language of business they could talk. It's business. Yeah. I, I'm I not. I'm
0: not. I'm not bailing you out twice. And when it's business, it I'm is. sorry. Fair.
1: Maxime says, glad I finally caught this show live. Just wanted to say that the coach has been an amazing addition to your rotation. Great insight. Isn't he? Thank you. you. I agree. He's terrific. Um, All right, let's get back to the show. All right. This is the title of the show. If you could go to Vegas and bet on this, and I'm sure you could, who the Niners starting quarterback will be week one? And I don't even know what the odds would be, but if you had to pick one and put actual money on it, who would you bet on to be under center week one for the 49ers? Trey Lance. Without Me too. Me too.
0: Without why? Why? Well, Brock is hurt. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't care what you say. Um being rehab doesn't mean being ready to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't even know when he's going to come out and be ready to play. And we don't even know what he is once he comes out and being ready to play. And then we don't even know how long it's going to take for him to get comfortable once he's out and once he's ready to play. That's like three unknowns right there. Right. And the irony of all of that is, is that anybody who wants to get behind that plan should have been behind the plan to start Trey Lance right away um, when we first got him. Yeah. So the the hope and a prayer plan. Yeah. So if you're ready to get behind the, throw Brock out there with wadded bubble gum on his shoulder, yeah. then you should have been behind the Trey Lance plan of throwing him out there day one after the draft. So yeah. it, you make it make sense, right? Okay. So that's number one. Two is I understand that what Brock has done, what Brock has done in the eight games that he's played, but the investment in Trey has to be sought out. It's We got to see it all the way through. Um, yeah. And I feel like with Trey being ready to go through with the season and Trey being ready to go, I mean with the off season and him being able to actually throw and get with guys and be ready to play. If Trey Lance, isn't the week one starter, right. that is, it's a, a bad thing. There's so many. other Cause it means that
1: he that, failed and they had to rush Brock back, like bail us yes. out. Our season could go off the rails immediately. Please. Yeah. That's what I think That's
0: what I meant. Exactly go ahead. Go ahead. Right. I'm sorry, bro. Like, That's what I meant by the last time I spoke to you on the other show is if Brock Purdy is the week one starter, Faithful, then that means that Trey Lance is not the guy. He's that bad, okay? Because think about it again. He
1: he said he wants a chance to compete. Dog, you're going to get... Every rep. every
0: chance every
1: freaking season. rapid OTAs mini camp and probably training camp too and preseason. So you yeah. got a super highway, man. You could take all the lanes. You could sw- do your thing. That but, was
0: real cute. That was real cute. Uh, I yeah, to compete. I'm like, yeah, with your with your competitor not even ready for surgery yet. Yeah. Okay, Trey. You know what I'm saying. So I understand what he wanted to do, what he what was what he was trying to say, but yeah, Trey Lance should be the Week One starter. And to be honest with you, we won't even know what he really is until he starts playing real games, meaningful right. games, right? So even though we're gonna go through, I mean, let's just chart it out, right? We, we the season is it happens every year, so yeah, let's chart it out. We know we're gonna go through OTAs, right? We're gonna yeah. go through. Mini camp, and then we're going to go through camp, and then we're going to get all of these reports about how we looked, how bad he looked, mm-hmm. how good he mm-hmm. looked, mm-hmm. and then preseason is going to inch, inch, inch. We're really not going to know until week one, right. right? Right? We're really not going to know. And if Trey can't make it to week one with Brock Purdy coming off the of surgery, that is bad news for us. Bad news. Okay. Yeah.
1: But I mean, so it, a lot of this is how is, 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 is like how bold is Kyle? Because last year he lost his nerve. Trey had some up-and-down practices against the best defense in the league, and he didn't have McCaffrey, and, and Kittle wasn't there for a lot, and Debo well, he that, lost his nerve, brought back Garoppolo, kind of scrapped the whole thing. This So what's going to be interesting is what if Trey Lance does better this year, what, uh-huh. what Kyle could do is be like, you know what, um, Brock's doing great. He's coming along. He's just not quite ready, and we don't want to rush him, and we don't need to because we have two starting quarterbacks, and boy, is Trey Lance playing great, so we're going to roll with Trey. It'll be week to week, and as long as Trey does well, yep, Brock's coming, but Trey's doing great, and then if Trey ever falters, then they can go back to Brock at that point, but it seems like as long as Trey does well, it gives the Niners the license to be as cautious as they
0: should be with Brock Purdy. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I also think there's a possibility that we might see, like, a dual quarterback system um, coming into next year. Um, why
1: not? Why not? It, You're
0: not committed to either one. Both yeah. guys are
1: young and unproven. You need to be – both of them need to be on the field. Why not? It why would not? Be, it, it, I mean, okay, why would not? Would Brock object? That? Would, would <laughs> Trey object? I mean, I feel like the this is the one situation – where the two
0: 23-year-olds might be like, you know what? Fine. Let's do it. Let's do we, it, bro. Yeah. And and really, like, could could Trey take over the Taysom Hill role? Like, could Trey could, – could Brock be, like, the pace horse to get us through the offense and then Trey be, like, the wrinkle guy? Da- so here's the Spit thing. Here's the thing. The problem with that, and we're going to talk about it later, is
1: if you drafted Trey in round two – yeah, whatever. Taysom Hill was what was was a mid round pick. Yeah, whatever. But you took him in the, with the top three pick, and you traded three first rounds for him. so like, and and then you're gonna use him like a running back. Like that's why we're upset about the injury to begin with, is because right. you don't draft a running back that you don't spend that much on a running back. So at the same time, it's kind of hard to use your quarterback that way once you've made that kind of investment. That's the only thing. And we got to, the Niners have to decide: is he the next John Elway, or is he a dual threat quarterback? And you just have to live with the injuries as they come
0: because he's very think- expensive. I think we're afraid of just letting Trey show us what he really is. I think that a lot of the development that we put under Trey has been very directed on, we want him to look this way. We want him to be able to operate the offense this way. But I don't think, why I feel so bad for Trey is that Brock got an organic, raw experience of like, all right, kid, here, just do what you got to try it,
1: you know? Here See if you can team. run the offense the way it is. We're not really making any special. Yeah, we're
0: not. We're not. We're not drawing up anything for you. We're not pointing anything. We don't even. We know what you might like, but we're not really point, pointing anything towards your strengths. Go out there and do it. And I think Brock almost kind of told them how to get how he needs to be coached. And I think with Trey, there's just been too many hands in the pot in a sense. Like they've they've had hands on him right away.
1: And yeah. Um, Too many ideas re- about the best way to develop him. Uh, first one was don't play him for a year. Oh, that was a waste. Second one was use him as a running back early on to get to get some wins underneath his belt. Well, that didn't work either. So now you got to try your third approach to developing Trey Lance, and maybe it's like you know letting him play quarterback. How about that? You tried right. not letting him play at all. Then you tried letting him play this dual threat running back type of thing. Which I hey, frankly averaged four yards of carry. He wasn't tearing it up. It wasn't like he was Justin Fields averaging seven yards of carry. Now you can might let him play quarterback. I mean, there's still time. Well,
0: in the course of owning it, yeah, I think I think it's time for the fans and myself. Now that we've seen what we've seen thus far with Trey and Brock, I think it's time for us to own the fact that Trey should have played right away. Yeah, he should he should have played yeah. right away. Um, And if you look at what we got out of the years that we've had since Trey is we've gotten NFC championships, NFC championships. We lost. We lost. Um, And then we ended up going there. And then we ended up having to lean on a rookie anyway to take us there without Jimmy, which right. is what we were all afraid of anyway. And it ended right. up happening. Right. So. It's right. almost kind of like all of the things that we feared that would happen to us ended up happening just in a slow drip over the course of years. Also, another thing,
1: yeah, they brought in Trey Lance and they said publicly it's because Jimmy couldn't stay healthy. But then they went back to Jimmy and then he got hurt in 2021 twice and then he got hurt in 2022. Like he's gotten hurt three seasons in a row. You said, oh, We got to stick with Jimmy because he wins. Uh-huh. And he gets hurt. Yeah. That's Which is why you brought in Trey. Come yeah. on. And now Trey yeah. might get hurt too, but you don't
0: know that. Like Jimmy's done it three seasons in a row. And then now if we look at the years. Four to five road, seasons. Sorry. No, not a problem. And now, I mean, and this is just an accountability type of thing. Like now if you look at it, the biggest thing that we were all talking about is what? The window. Right? Mm-hmm. And now all of those years, those years that have gone, the window is getting close. Close. It's We can't control the, the size of the window. Trent
1: Williams, George Kittle, Eric Armstead, all guys. Uh, get on the back nine of their career.
0: Right. I feel like we get a little bit too high. We get a little bit, we think a little bit too high of ourselves. And we start talking about things that really aren't any of our business, like windows. The window is what what the league says the window is. The competitive nature around those who are ready to play against us. That has nothing to do with us. And quite frankly, sometimes we talk about things and we rely on things as if they're foregone conclusions. And it hurts us. Like we were talking about the Super Bowl we were talking about the Super Bowl before we even got into the playoffs with Brock Purdy, you mm-hmm. know. Like, mm-hmm. we need to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do, you know. And yeah, you we do. got a good team, but we're gonna keep having these famous losses if we don't keep doing. If we don't, right. if we and don't the clean Niners this don't up. understand
1: that. Like, if they don't pull it off eventually, that's what you'll be remembered for known forever. For. The famous losses because they're still thinking yeah. we're gonna win a Super Bowl. We're gonna win one, and that's and we're gonna be champions, and we're gonna be legends, and that's how everyone's gonna remember us. You haven't done it yet, and you're really close to missing it, George, yeah. Eric, Trent. You, in, I mean, I'm not saying it's your fault, but like the urgency is on. Should be feeling like an 11 for you guys. Like yeah. it's it's now.
0: Yeah, now. The, those yeah. are the guys that don't care about this. They don't care about the NFC Championship games. You know what I'm He's saying? Like, yeah, they're here. They're here to get a ring. And yeah. I think that it's time for them to kind of step outside of the c- cigar room and, <laughs> y- and get with the others. You know I what like I'm saying? And like
1: start it. pulling your weight. Yeah. City Burt says, Is it true Kyle drafted Trey because of that December game back in 2020 where they lost to the Bills and he became infatuated with finding the next Josh Allen? I don't know if that was ever reported. It might have been um, guessed. It's a narrative. Um, but I, I, feel like, I feel like what happened in 2020 – Jimmy was hurt. Kittle was hurt. The season was lost. A lot of players came back the final week or two to show solidarity that they're in it together. Jimmy didn't. And I felt like it was kind of like what happened just now with Jimmy not suiting up for the NFC Championship game. I think it pissed Kyle off, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. And he reacted by trading everything for another quarterback, which might have been an emotional decision. Maybe that explains some stuff. So that's, I think... It all came back to the injuries and, and and what Martellus Bennett said and
0: Julie Edelman said and business decisions. Yeah, we dip our hands in the pot too much, man. Like trying to make things happen that don't have, that we ain't supposed to be touching. Agree.
1: Tony says Trey got this. BP made him realize something. You texted me something yesterday, and I told yes, really I did. It. Tell him. Okay. Okay. Say it.
0: Okay. Okay. I texted you. I want to remember it verbatim. I said that. Brock Purdy crawled so Trey Lance could walk, just like Quan crawled so Fred right. could walk. That's right. And, That's right. And I said, sometimes you got to see it. Tony, I agree with you 100%. Yep. Um, let's talk about it. Like, we all know that Fred is a leader, um, and being a leader is in you. You know, you don't become, you know, you just don't mm-hmm. say you're a leader. So I'm not here to say that Fred Warner was never who he is. He's a leader, but I feel like. Quan Alexander gave Fred Warner a lens into... Yeah. This how is what to, a
1: veteran leader in the NFL
0: asks. How to emotionally connect yeah. with the NFL. You yes. know, how to Thank really... You. Thank you. How to put your stamp on the yeah. NFL. How to make yourself be known. Right. How to, how to handle your... How to go about your business. Not even right. handle your business, but how to go about your How business. to go from the third round pick from BYU
1: to the man. To right. The man.
0: And... Yeah. And we saw it, and what's funny is we saw it, and we let Fred have space to, you know, you gotta wear in a parachute. At first, you it know? didn't
1: seem super authentic. It did not. No, die. it no. did not. It did. But but now it does.
0: It's it now it does. Now Fred it does. He's
1: super intimidating. Yes.
0: Fred found his voice, and I'm yes. happy for Fred. But for those paying attention, that was clearly a lateral. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And one of the things that he's he like, like, Quan does. acts like that. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, that's no problem. That's and, what they want. Um, that's
1: the personality they want. I can do that.
0: Yeah. We listen yeah. to Trey talk, and um, at, this is the kind. Con- this is the first time that I've heard Trey talking kind of a free form atmosphere where he can just talk. Yeah. And Trey is very confident. Very um, confident.
1: He's not like sitting up confident.
0: there like trying to like disappear in his chair. Yeah. like Some people. Yeah. He needs to work. You know on I'm the super excited, but it's very super confident. excited.
1: And at the end of the days, the, and the At verbal, the end of the days. Yeah, that's true that's, yes. true. that's true.
0: That's true. That's true. That's um, true. Yeah, but he's very confident. I like the fact that he's a lot more assertive. He's a little more, he's very matter-of-factly. He kind of brings up a, some awkward things. Um, I like where he's coming from. And I'm not here to say that Trey is mimicking anybody or putting on an act. But I feel like sometimes you need other players to kind of give you permission to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, okay. So he's kind of doing it this way.
1: Because right. kind of to me, Trae, what Trey's
0: idea was, he's like, man, I'm young.
1: I'm the youngest player on this team. And then here, I'm here sure, comes I'm, Brock. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm replacing their friend. You know what I mean? They all love Jimmy. Like, I'm going to win him over. I'm, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be. Not, I'm gonna walk on edge shells. I'm going to be super nice to everyone. And it didn't work. And I'm sure you're thinking like, damn, like what did I do wrong? And then you got Brock Purdy just kind of like strutting into the freaking huddle being like, hey, shut up. And hey. they're like, hey, I like this
0: kid. So, like, there's hey, that's, you got to take it just like that. Yeah. There's four words that let people know that Brock was here. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. That's what he said. Like, yeah. That's what he said. And yeah. I feel like Trey is – I feel like Brock, in a way, has given Trey permission License. to – Delighted. say shut the fuck up. Thank you. <laughs> to, to, to not say shut the fuck up necessarily. If you need to, do what you do It's your team. Yeah. But to make this thing his own. And yeah, I really like the question that uh Brady Quinn gave Trey about kind of name association with players. And you could tell that Trey is conscientious and he's an observer. Uh so uh I like I I, I like what I see from Trey mentally um and what we talked about before um, is he did mention his mindset, um, how it was rough for him at first, but it got a lot more easier for him for the, once he found his role. And, uh, yeah, one of the things of finding closure, like we said, in two is ready to take responsibility for your role. And if you if you start to understand your role,
1: you're in a good place. Sean says, y'all are right, but you got to let him grieve. Everyone can't grieve gracefully. Been to many funerals. It can be ugly. Sure. And especially sure. this season – the The funeral happened wh- like no one saw it coming this way, True. this soon. It was shocking. I understand. Yeah. Um, one last thing, Kyle, better win the damn Super Bowl next year. Yeah, I like that, Kyle. You listening? Yeah. Hey, no pressure. All right, moving on. So we so we, we just talked about. Wait, I guess we just yeah. did this. We, we, mm-hmm. we gave our takeaways from the Trey Lance interview. I think we just did it. Here's what I want to talk about. So Trey Lance is coming off. A broken ankle. We saw last year when he was the starter how Kyle Shanahan wanted to use him initially. It was aggressive as a runner. I mean, it was half, it was like half running back, half quarterback. Even more aggressive than I would say what the Eagles do with Jalen Hurts. Is that sustainable? Do you think they'll go right back to that approach this year? Or do you think it's time to stop the dual threat stuff and make his running be like scrambles? And the occasional
0: zone read near the goal line. Well, that, that's entirely upon Kyle Shanahan, the offensive coordinator, not Kyle <laughs> Shanahan, the head coach. Um, yeah. I'm going to keep burning that into yeah, people's minds like so people understand. Yeah. Um, uh, one, this is just personal preference, but I don't think the dual quarterback system is sustainable over time. Um, uh, even even Jalen Hurts, I, God love him, but yeah, he uh, he's. He's even falling apart near the end of right, the season, yeah. Yeah. and he's behind the best offensive line in in the league, right? So yeah. if you got a quarterback who can't stay healthy in a t- on a team that has the best protection in the business, right, mm-hmm. and just adding a little bit of context, Jalen Hurts isn't some wilting flower. He's a power lifter. He oh, yeah. he squats six hundred pounds. Oh yeah. All right. Like yeah. he's not just some little he's not some little fawn running out in the meadow waiting to get you
1: clicked. put him you put him in the in the backfield next to Miles Sanders like he's way bigger than Miles Sanders like that's he's a big kid he's a big dude yes yes yeah
0: and I mean even if we're looking at Josh Allen I watch those Josh Allen games and I look at him almost like a boxer I'm like man they are shaving years off his career man the way they use him yeah you know I I just I think it's it's almost kind of like, yeah, it's good if you want them for three years. You yeah. want them three to four years, all exactly. right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's okay. But see, if you want to do it, the traditional yeah. quarterback yeah. is there for ten plus years, and you get to yeah. see the gray in his beard. No, that's not and, happening. And, and to me, like. That's why where you
1: draft a guy matters. Like with the Eagles, man, they took, here's something you may not know. I was looking it up today. They took Miles Sanders with the 53rd pick in 2019. Then they took Jalen Hurts with the 53rd pick in 2020. They're both running backs. One guy throws sometimes. But they're both essentially used as running backs, have the risk of being a running back. So just like running back is a very important position, but the NFL has figured out over the last 15 years, unless you really think you're getting Barry Sanders, you don't draft that position in round one. You get it in round two. You wait until round two. And that's how the position has evolved. Now, I mean, every year, five quarterbacks go in round one. It's like, hold on. One of these guys is worth it. The other five guys are Fugazi. And you should just, if you really want to run a guy, wait. Take him in round two. You'll find a yeah. running back slash quarterback in round two. The Niners didn't do that. The I Niners.
0: Jalen Hurts, Hurts is just the extension of their running game. He's their power yes. running back. Yep. He's their and, and you can do, do that is, without conscience when he's the 53rd pick in the draft. It's like, well, I took a right. running back there last year. And yeah. and you can run your strongest runner when nobody's in the box. Jalen Hurts right. gets those runs when there's when there's six man boxes when people are out in coverage where oh, a yeah. traditional power running back is going to get bodies around him. So right. yeah. But it, if he gets it, hurt,
1: it, he wasn't making 15 million. He wasn't a first round pick or three first round picks.
0: He was the 53rd pick. It's it's it was Miles Sanders with an arm. That's not. But, you know, all right, so that's that's the, forgive me, but that's the fantasy football side of football, right? But that's not romantic, right? That's not what fans want to see. Yeah, Fans want to get to know their players. Franchise they quarterback, wanna... come here on, forever, get your yes. jersey. Yes, yes. Sir. So sure. So what What happened is, is that...
1: And that's what that... the Niners sold Trey Lance as when they traded up. He's going to be, he, he's not Lamar. He's going to be
0: John Elway. Yeah, uh-huh. he's going to okay. be here. He's going to be a yeah. linchpin. Right. Mm-hmm. So I understand, like, if you if you're going to. All right, let's do it your way. Even if you adopted that type of football. Right. You're going to have to. You're not going to have to fall. You can't fall in love with anybody. Can't. Right. They got to be interchangeable. They yeah. got to be interchangeable.
1: And what's going to happen to Philly once they start paying Jalen Hurts, thirty five million dollars a year? Can you run them anymore?
0: How do you no. run them? You can't. No. You can't the only so Your way, team changes. The only way that team works is because of what they have around Jalen Hurts. Yep. they can't make Jalen Hurts the focus of that team. You can't they? Can't you? Can't right? But so I mean,
1: with, with with this formula right now, they're damn near unbeatable. I mean, they've lost one game this year with him.
0: One and so they gotta pay him. One. That's yep. They're in a conundrum.
1: They're in a conundrum. They gotta yep. pay him.
0: And then you look at that. I mean, honestly, we're just looking at our own fate, but just ahead because what happens when we gotta pay trade? Right.
1: That's true. Now, right? real quick. The the Eagles did pay Carson Wentz. It was a mistake. They got rid of him. They they moved on. Like you can, if you realize it's a mistake, you don't have to compound it. The Niners held on to Jimmy Garoppolo for like ten years. It felt like Eagles at least move on, even if they take the dead cap hit. Something to, something to point out. You know, True. you can you can True. you could you could tr- give Jalen Hurts the money, and then if it doesn't work in three years, trade him and move on.
0: So that's probably what they'll do. It's and you know what you know what else they'll do? I bet you they draft another quarterback in round two. Just to be careful, dude. Yeah, because you know, you know why I I think because of what college football is doing. There's so many more. Like I feel like Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance and Justin Fields. These guys are kind of like the first blue chip guys to come out. But college is becoming so much more interchangeable. There's guys like that literally all over the country, like i there, mean anthony can, richardson is a legit athlete like wow yeah jake Herter, Yeah, like like yeah. there's guys man around
1: yeah so, yep. absolutely and you know if you know the the scheme that's so popular right now is kyle scheme you know maybe maybe that's not great for some of these athletes coming out like justin fields but i keep thinking okay justin fields people some people think he's a bust what if he was on philly though what if he was in that kind of a scheme it, maybe if that scheme maybe if they win the super bowl it's a copycat league and that scheme proliferates around the league. You'll see more dual-threat
0: quarterbacks have success and stay healthy. That's and then also, about. also, if you think about the dual quarterback scenario that you're talking about, if you get them in, you basically, I mean, head coaches usually last three to five years, period, right? right? right. So you get you get a guy in, right? And what happens is is that you basically load up the team because it's a the, the quarterback doesn't cost anything. Yeah. Everybody's happy, right? Yeah. And yeah. all pro players love playing with other good players. It makes yes. them look good, right? Uh-huh. So you have a loaded team. Everybody's getting paid. The most important guy is young. Yep. So his main job... And his is- job
1: is relatively easy because he's got the best O-line, the two wide receivers, the tight end, the running back. Yep. It's just right. he has to put himself on the line and run too. And The only uh, problem is, yeah. is that
0: the only problem is just the fan issue. It's going to be hard to get fans to wrap their mind around This quarterback, if we want a great team, then we can't focus on our quarterback. It's not about the franchise quarterback. It's about the team. It's not about them. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I just feel like with with, And and this game, this Super Bowl, this Super Bowl is an argument against both of those narratives. The franchise quarterback versus the great team with the quarterback that can get it done. So we'll see. That's why I, I... I'm I feel like the Eagles have built it
1: right. I feel like I mean obviously the Chiefs did too. They didn't get yeah. lucky. They didn't luck into Patrick Mahomes, but only one team can do what the Chiefs are doing. Every team can try to model themselves after the Eagles. You know what I mean? That's so true. it's important I think for the for teams to look at them as a as a model because I feel uh-huh. like the the college game hasn't really been integrated by the NFL as well as it should have been. Some teams try, some teams have failed. Arizona, what the hell were they doing? But this Feels like a good medium of NFL and college concepts. It does.
0: It does. 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 So, I'm really interested to see who who wins out because I feel like, in a way, this this game is an argument for which 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 style of football is going to be pushed into the league. Do you just put all your money
1: into the quarterback position? Or do you actually try to put it into the rest of your team? I mean, it's, yeah. I love it. I love it. It's, it's a copycat league, so people are going to follow. Yeah, because, I mean, right now, the, the paradigm is it's the quarterback. It's the quarterback, it's the quarterback, it's the quarterback. Is it? I mean, because no, that leads really to. it's really not. It's not. That leads you to get, uh, teams giving Dak Prescott $40 million a year. Kirk Cousins $40 million a year. Like, right, if you're and you're watching him sit the
0: bed at the end of the year. You're
1: screwed. Not. You got not going anywhere. And the Niners learned this with Jimmy. The Eagles learned it with Carson Wentz. They learned. And they're a little bit ahead of the, the curve now. So anyway, it's yeah. interesting. Corey Soto says short memories in the NFL. I'll keep it a buck. Nick Foles looked better in his breakout than Purdy. I'm not trusting anyone after eight games. Nick Foles was really was was he he was great under
0: Chip Kelly that year. I mean, he actually had some. They moments. ran they ran some they ran some stuff that the league had never seen before, too.
1: Yeah, they were the head of the curve on the RPO stuff. Defenses yeah. were like, we need an off we need an offseason to figure this one out. Yeah, yeah. That that one that one
0: yeah, that was that wasn't really Nick Foles,
1: honestly. And again, Nick Foles is another guy who couldn't say healthy playing. He might have been a starting quarterback, but he got hurt a lot. lot. last topic. Okay. What do you think the most important position for the Niners What is the most important position for the Niners to address this offseason? Last season they felt it was corner. They got Shaveryus Ward. He was a terrific addition. What do you think if they're going to make one splurge in free agency? Let's start. Th- if one splurge in free agency, what do you think that splurge should be? Or are they not in a position to make any?
0: Um, Well, damn. That's a whole nother conversation. Uh, If we were to have the bread to go get somebody, I would get another corner. Hmm. Um, I feel like with the linebacking core that we have and with the coaching surrounded with the requisite guys that we can bring in for our defensive line, we'll be okay. I feel like those are, you know, as far as pedigree is concerned, our linebacking core is as good as it gets. Um, with our D-line, I'm really okay with Nick going in with what we have now with Eric and Coach Kacarek and what they would do to just bring it in. I, I, I but Drake Jackson corner, could have a huge freaking jump year two and be the guy, exactly. the, the number two. He could, yeah. But corner is something that always seems to get us. Uh, yeah. It bites us. And I, I feel like even with E-man going down, I mean, are we going to pay him? And is he still going to be E-man once he gets back? I yeah. hope he is. Right. I want him to be. um, But that's a real question. And I feel like Traverius gave us a couple of hiccups during the year, but he did show us what it what it what it feels like. He was excellent against A.J. Brown. He was excellent. Very good. Yes, he was. Yeah. And I think another another corner would really solidify us defensively. I think another corner would would free up a lot of a lot of what we do on a defensive line um, where. We could actually get home a lot faster if we if we actually got another guy. I thought the defense was so much better before Emmanuel Mosley went down. I thought they were getting coverage sacks. I mean, I thought they were when Emmanuel Mosley was playing, yeah. and that's he's really the key ingredient. Like, I'm we struggled with Javon, We struggled with interior help all year, but really, what what kind? Even though we were the number one defense throughout the year, in my opinion. What took us down from legendary to really, really good is when yeah. we lost E-Man. I agree. Um I agree. Yeah. Having, Hold on. That's my problem. Uh So having E-Man, having E-Man um, took us to the next level, and we can't afford to lose him um, or lose that type of production again. Um, so I, I would say doubling down and getting another corner will be good um you're gonna I think an it, underrated it, signing for the Eagles this year was James
1: Bradbury adding him to Darius Slay I mean it's one thing to have a shutdown corner but if you have a, just a guy on the other side it, yeah and if go you're after looking him. at that
0: if you're yeah. looking at that pass rush for Philly a lot of that was coverage uh, a lot yeah. a lot of that was quarterbacks not being able to get that ball out and yeah. I feel I feel like we that's kind of a missing element to our defense we get we get a lot of turnovers by way of our defensive line pressure, and we we kind of defend the pass from the line of scrimmage. And I feel like we would be a lot better served if we got another corner to help us out.
1: So another yeah. corner. That's interesting. I mean, it's it's always a good position to address in free agency because it's cheaper than offensive tackle. It's cheaper yeah. than anything on the D-line. It's a very important position. Obviously, the Niners have to improve in the trenches too. But if they're going to improve at right tackle, man, that's expensive. If they're going to improve yeah. at D-tackle, if they're going to get Deron Payne, that's I a mean, big that's, a, that's another Eric Armstead contract or more. So yeah. I'm with you. I mean, I think you could probably get – but that, the question is, is the best – Could the Niners, can the Niners even afford Emmanuel Mosley? I don't
0: know. You know what I mean? I don't even yeah. know. I mean, for sure, there's going to have to be yeah. some restructuring. For sure. Um, yeah. This yeah. off season Because we only got like 16 in cat room, right? Uh, yeah. Let me see what they got. That's a good question. I don't even know. 49ers.
1: I don't even know. Let's see. Mm-hmm. They're saying, I don't know. Uh, 8 million is saying
0: on over the cap right now. <laughs> but, I, but that'll probably change. 8 million. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they got to do something. But if we had to bring in and of course, we're talking about like one impact guy, the most impact for me, it would be a corner. Being able to successfully walk into a game week in and week out saying that we could take two of your best pass catchers off the field. Yeah, um, that's a huge that's a huge get. And a lot of teams don't have that. And it'll help the pass rush. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times what
1: the Niners do is they play off with, like, Lenore or the corners they don't trust. And they just right. give up these quick throws. Like, how are you, right. you going to get pressure if you're just giving up quick throws? The whole idea early in the, in the season was let's play press. Let's take away the quick throws. Force the quarterback to hold the ball and hitch and get hit. And it worked. But you can't. I mean, once Lenore plays press and gets beat one time, Ryan's is like,
0: okay, we can't do that anymore. Also, you know what else yeah. another corner would do? Another corner, in a sense, would kind of help us out with our Jimmy Ward problems, too. Um, we're always taking him out of position to come down and play nickel, um, because we're always miss we're absent of that another outside guy. We we need another corner. We can't. We got to stop robbing Peter to pay Paul. with getting this done. We got to get another corner.
1: Yeah, right? I agree. And, and Lenore. Nothing against Lenore, but he should be like the nickel. I don't know that yeah. he's a starting outside corner. Although he, again, he came through down the stretch. Shout out D'Amador. But Definitely. No offense. Yeah, yeah, I think you got. It's just. It, you're going to have to defend the best wide receivers in the league. And I just, you
0: got to have premium talent at that position. At yeah. And, 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 and everything else is homegrown, right? We've done a phenomenal job, but it's time to go get another higher gun there.
1: I think yeah. it's, I think another corner will be phenomenal. It's going to be interesting to see what they do at right tackle. I mean, it's possible the right side of their offensive line next year is going to be Burford and Jalen Moore. I mean, I don't know. They're young. They're athletic. But, well, yes. We'll, I'll
0: say this. At this time of the season last year, we were com- – even a little further into the season, we were absolutely befuddled about how what they were going to do at safety, what they were yeah. going to do at right guard, yeah. what they were going to do at the True. other corner. Center. Right, like, center. Remember, yeah. like, we True. were like, what are they going to do? They so, passed it I, together. I, I, yeah. They I'm looking for them. Safety Right suit. now, they're circling the wagons, and they're yeah. taking some much-needed rest. But one thing that I will say over the years, for good or for worse – they always come up with answers. So let's see what they come up with. Because
1: yeah, last year what they, they decided was they need to get a better corner and they needed to improve on special teams. So they essentially said, DJ Jones, we love you, but we're going to trade you essentially for a corner. Uh, we're not going to pay you. We're going to give that money and some to this. And it was, I mean, DJ Jones is a really good player, but it was a good call. It was a good call. Right, and it hurt to let
0: DJ go. I, I didn't did. think it was, I was like, man, we letting DJ go?
1: But But still have a great run defense. I mean, it worked out. It did. So now what what are they? Those were two things last year that they they honed in on corner special teams. What will it be this year? I I can see corner I think because they're going to have to make a sizable offer to Emmanuel Mosley. He might get better than that. And if you know,
0: we'll see. That'll be something that I know we're going to talk about down the road. What are these moves that the Niners make? What does that say about what they how they want to get better? Right.
1: Yep absolutely. Uh, Rich says we need a stud right tackle and a JIT number two tight end. See, I don't think Kyle thinks he needs a stud right tackle because what's great about the stud right tackle allows you to play like the Eagles or uh, where you have open formations, where you can detach your tight end, where you can play spread. Kyle's a condensed old school 1997 offense. Like he's, he, he embraces the old school right tackle. Who's, you know what I mean? Like not many teams do anymore, but he does. The
0: right tackle doesn't get treated like today's right tackle. Right. He's not on an island very much. Yeah. Today's right tackle is essentially a left tackle. A left tackle. He's asked to do the same exact things. He has to be just as athletic. And in our offense, the right tackle is not asked to be that athletic. No, really. Because there's very few plays where they're just, you know, five wide or whatever. It it doesn't happen very much. But you know what's crazy is that during the very few plays, that's because the game schemes us up that way. And it's time for us to start realizing that, yeah, we have an identity, but teams are going to... They're picking at us for a reason and they come at us on defense a certain way because of the fact that they scout us up and they're like, all right, well, they lean on that right side. Right. You know, they power on this right side. They lean on the left side, they power on the right side, you know. Yeah. And when they pass and go play action, he rolls out left because we know yeah. they don't got nothing on the right side. And, you know, teams are smart. We're, what
1: one thing's like what they they don't necessarily have to find Tristan Wirfs. So they're not going to. But what's, what kills me is that McGlinchey has this reputation as being a good run blocker. Man, it seemed to me that whenever they had successful runs in 2022, it was to the left. And I feel like if they could get someone who's just a better run blocker than what McGlinchey is today, at this point in his career, that would help. Because I feel like this part of the reason they stopped trying to impose their will as a running team is they were very left-handed as a running t- team I this, agree with this year. That. If you could just get a better run blocker at right tackle, that would be great. And Caleb McGarry, who a lot of people have been pointing out, I know he's expensive, but he's very very highly rated run blocking right tackle this year.
0: They could get him. Go get a guy. like this. Yeah. Like, one, one thing about, one thing reasons why coaches are always held to high scrutiny is because you're only asked to put 11 out there. Go get a guy. All right. I understand that the market is hard and everything, but that's why you get paid millions of dollars. There's only 11. Go get 11.
1: Yeah, and your team is so good. Like you only have three or four little spots where you could even say, like, I don't necessarily have an entrenched starter here. Maybe we can improve. How many places can you really improve this team? Three? Come on,
0: do it. Yeah, do it. They're, I they, dare they, you. They, yeah, they're gonna find a way. They will. I think they will. Um, I feel like the, I feel like the 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 holes on this team that don't get filled are because of hubris or money. That's yeah. really it. It's either because we think, oh, we'll scheme it up, we'll go around it, that that's something that we can coach up internally, or we just flat out can't afford it.
1: One more position that's important for the Niners to address this offseason, and um, it might be the most important. They just won't address it in a big way, but they will. Quarterback. They will. They're going to draft one, and they're going to probably sign one, too. And now, maybe these guys are just camp arms to get them through the offseason, but from the Niners' track record, they go through quarterbacks like they go through running backs, and they just might draft the next Brock Purdy this year. It's important; they might have to. Otherwise, uh-huh. you know, the Niners are all thinking Brock's going to come back and everything's going to be great. Well, worst case scenario, this season gets goes left. The quarterbacks aren't healthy, and and it's um, a travesty. So, quarterback position got to be addressed. I think they will. Yeah, I don't know who they're getting. Yeah, though.
0: I agree. I agree that they need to get another quarterback. Uh, not only. Um, everybody says it when they get here is that the playbook is big. Um, It's hard to traverse. Uh, And if you're going to, if we have a problem keeping quarterbacks upright, you need to have as many guys in the building learning that system as possible. So constantly,
1: uh, constantly,
0: constantly, you know, and again, we talked about the, 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 the emergency quarterback, you know, Mm -hmm. what is it? What would an emergency quarterback Would have done in our offense, you know, like what what, what type of expertise or type of knowledge transfer is going on with an an emergency quarterback on a on a Kyle Shanahan offense, you know? um, So, with that said, I don't. I think that we need to have guys constantly learning this uh, offense because when we can't have anybody, we see we've seen what can happen when we don't have this, and that's some of the stuff that frustrates. You and all of us, when we get the type of exit meetings that we get, where you want to hear the head guy saying, you know what? We got to have some more quarterbacks in the room. You know, we kind of I mean, got caught flat-footed.
1: Every you know? season,
0: it seems like they fall short because
1: they either didn't have enough running backs or quarterbacks. They just run yeah. out of bodies at at those two positions. One of the, So yeah. it's like, how many bodies have they accumulated at running back? I mean... Every yeah. year I mean, they get in two more. It's that's how they it's should it's approach the quarterback state. position too. Bring in two. Draft a guy, sign an undrafted free agent. Every year because they get hurt and it's an important position and you don't really know. If you, you they thought they hit on Ty Davis Price, you hit on Jordan Mason. Great. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that you missed on TDP. Swing again. Just keep bringing in bodies.
0: Swing again. Yeah. Swing again. So Absolutely. And, and, that's, and that's, uh, that's why I like our draft, especially with as many picks as we have. We got a shit ton of picks this year. Um, So um, I I, I want as many bodies as possible because for us, thankfully, we still have a foundation. So bring in the bodies, bring in the guys that are supplementary enrolled. They have a specific thing that they know how to do. And we can coach up the other stuff later, you know, a la Stevie um, um, Burford, a la Drake Jackson, where that's what we do. We bring in young guys where we can ingest the skill set that can be utilized right away up against the veterans that we already had, and we build the plane in the air with time on task, right? The only player that we did not do that with was Trey Lance. Uh And look Uh where it got us. We did it with Burford. We did it with Hafunga. We did it with Demo. We did did it with all of our young guys where we made trial by fire. We threw them Mm -hmm. out there, and we trusted our veterans to play alongside these guys and bring them up and there's one time that we broke outside of our identity and look where it's gotten us. That's right. Two
1: wasted years for him. And no NFC and no Super Bowl title for the yeah. for the uh super, for the Niners. How much of a veteran laden team do
0: we have if we can't ingest this kid right away?
1: What it's is good that call. One? It's a good point. What's the point of having all these veterans? CT losses facts. Lance not sure if he can run plus wasted time and money. Purdy don't know if he could ever throw a ball again and Jimmy hates the head coach for valid reasons. Disrespected him. So Kyle made his bed, not eft uh, ct law man I feel you I feel you man <laughs> yeah yeah it, yeah. it, it, it does seem kind of cruel that the dual threat quarterback bro- messed up his ankle the, uh, the the little quarterback with the questionable arm strength messed up his elbow like man that's that's bad luck
0: yeah yeah that's
1: it bad sucks. luck it's a bad yeah. rap it's yeah anyway that's the show
0: I gotta get back one? to work
1: that was a great show man I love
0: this show hey bro it's a hell I of a show too, man. Yeah, I love this man. show, man. I like the fact that the fans have like helped let me grow, bro. I'm getting better, guys. Like, thank it's you. It's been guys. like
1: five shows. You're a natural. Next week I'm gonna be in Miami. So we're gonna have to find a new I'll be on East Coast time with you. We'll find a time to do it. We'll get it. But we'll get do it, it. We'll do it from the pool. Ah, you feel me? You fancy. Treat yourself. You
0: feel me? <laughs> thank you. See you guys. All right. <laughs>